0: Chances are, if you spend any portion of your life on the internet, then you'll notice that Russell Brand has been cropping up a lot more lately, and not in a good way either. He's been accused of essaying multiple women, primarily between the years of 2006 to 2013. Other complaints say that during his time as a radio presenter, Russell displayed an alarming amount of aggression and disrespect and firsthand accounts have gone so far as to say that he has a demon beneath that so-called charming persona. Now, before any Russell Brand supporters come crawling out of the woodwork, let's go ahead and address something. I know that Russell Brand has said he was very promiscuous during this time. Sleeping around is his choice, I don't particularly care, but that doesn't mean making women uncomfortable, grabbing them, or downright forcing yourself on them or anyone, and that's never acceptable. Because I've got something to tell you. I said, I'm 16. And he just replied saying, okay, so we're still on for dinner at 7.30. Brandon insists that all his relationships were consensual. And if that's all you know about the situation, then you might be inclined to assume that this is yet another actor getting his comeuppance in the wake of the Me Too movement. It took some time, but the victims have spoken out, investigations have been launched, and this might bump him from a B-list actor to a C-list actor. What's done is done, right? Well, yes and no. While these are, without a doubt, I think some of the biggest accusations against him, and we will be addressing them today, this isn't all that Russell Brand has actually been accused of. There's actually a lot more under the surface, and just when you think it can't really get any worse, it seems like it can. So let's go ahead and unpack all of this on today's episode of The Corporate Casket.
1: Russell Brand's a conspiracy theory. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of own Drinking and taking drugs, cheer me up. A little bit Joe riding, riding, when he dared to, to take riding. a medicine that a mainstream needed. Somebody should have said it's not acceptable to continually have these jokes about sex, uh, jokes about women. You can see a very clear pattern. an older pattern, woman, I can say with clarity that, you know, I felt like I was groomed.
0: We're going to start from the beginning, when Russell Brand first made a name for himself. It started on MTV, actually, in case you didn't know, where he was actually a video presenter in the year 2000. Think
1: about it, it was wrong of me to touch your ball bags without your permission to touch your ball bags. You've been here since 1936? Yeah, yeah. That's a long way.
0: But he didn't last very long because on September 12th, 2001, he showed up to work dressed as Osama bin Laden. The words, too soon, don't really do the stunt justice. I understand that comedians want to try and make people laugh during tragedies, but there are some lines that just shouldn't be crossed and this was one of them, especially in 2001, literally the day after, one single day later when people were still reeling. How did Brand justify this? Well, in later years, he actually doesn't. He confessed on the show Chelsea Lately that it was the absolute worst time to do it and he was on drugs, crack and heroin at the time. Was it a horrific mistake? Yes, but Brand said he was a drug addict he seems to regret it and let's move on, right? Just remember this one for later. The following year, he was fired from XFM radio after he read explicit adult material on air. Again, just another horrific mistake. You'd think that the first one would be enough of a low for him to get help, but sometimes people need to hit a new low in order to decide to finally get help. And for Brand, that was in 2003 when he became clean. So no more horrific outlandish mistakes, right? Obviously that's not the case or else we wouldn't be here. I don't bring this up to try and minimize the struggles that addicts do face, but let me make it pretty clear here. I think it's pretty telling that Brand chalks up his past mistakes to drug use and yet many of his actions post 2003 remain chaotic, upsetting and disturbing. See, after he became sober, his career really did start to take off. From 2004 to 2007, he headlined comedy carnival a variety of times and he even won awards for his comedy. He was also hired to host Big Brother's eForum, which later became Big Brother's Big Mouth. These were his promiscuous years, as he put it, and he was undoubtedly having the time of his life. Production staff later said that Brand would point out audience members and ask, quote, the runner to get phone numbers. It was like we were taking lambs into slaughter. We were basically acting like pimps to Russell Brand's needs. That was a quote. Women would even call the studio the next day sobbing because they felt used and misled. Helen, Russell's PA from 2006 to 2007, said that she was initially excited to be working with him. He was up and coming, a budding superstar with a million places to be. But it turns out he was also an absolute narcissist who loved talking about himself and spent all day in his underwear. Some kind of boss, right? She said that he was very much a sex addict as Russell himself admitted in his shows, he'd effectively traded one addiction for another, drugs for sex.
1: I used to be able to distract myself from feeling embarrassed and ashamed by um, drinking and taking drugs, cheer me up a little bit, can't do that anymore because I've spoiled it, took too much of it. So now, because I can't do that anymore, I like to have it off, right?
0: Embracing sexuality is one thing, and I'm not about to sit here and tell someone how to do that. But picking up members of an audience like Toys, showing his friends pictures of the women sending him nudes, I think that's pretty gross. The power imbalance and the way Brand was using his status as a way to sleep with women is by no means a new problem, but it shows how his so-called promiscuity could also enter into some very murky waters. But in the public, that's all it was, a reputation for sleeping around. He was literally named Shagger of the Year multiple times and seemed to revel in the way that he made people uncomfortable. Somebody should have said it's not acceptable to continually have these jokes about sex,
1: Uh, jokes about women. You can see a very clear pattern of unacceptable behaviour that consistently undermines and demeans women and that leads to sexual exploitation of them. Members of staff were angered by Brand's behaviour. On one occasion, Brand exposed his genitals whilst urinating into a bottle.
0: A witness claimed this was in front of colleagues and guests. One appeared to be a minor. This witness gave us an account. Allegedly, complaints were made to BBC Radio 2, but no action was taken. Naturally, the BBC and other companies have said that they've reviewed any complaints and haven't found those complaints. It might be possible that some of the issues with Russell are misconstrued, totally, but I do find it a bit difficult to believe that these former employees are all just making shit up for the fun of it. Yet behind the scenes, things were far more serious and far more dangerous too. For this section of today's episode, I'm just gonna go ahead and issue a small trigger warning. We are going to go into some detail about what Russell Brand did to his victims and their stories. So feel free to skip the next couple minutes if you're not in any sort of place to actually hear about that. Russell Brand's behavior was like so many men in Hollywood an open secret, as they say. At least it was according to his accuser, Alice. And of course this isn't her real name, but a pseudonym used to protect her identity. We heard from her earlier for a brief moment, but let's get a little deeper into that. Because while Russell paraded around as someone that maybe had some sort of sex addiction, behind closed doors, he was allegedly willing to force himself on young women to get exactly what he wanted. In 2006, she was only 16 years old. She was, in her own words, a child dressed up for dinner. Even though it had started consensually, how consensual can it be? A 16 year old and a man in his 30s. Again, the power imbalance was huge. He allegedly called her his little dolly, taught her to lie to her parents, demanded to see her late at night, and treated her like a child or an object, but most certainly not a partner.
1: Things took a slightly darker turn. I was sat up in the bed up against the headboard and he um, forced his penis down my throat and, I couldn't breathe, it was just choking me and I couldn't breathe. I was pushing him away pushing him away and-
0: And just to clarify, this was a 16 year old child that she had to punch him to get him off of her. He forced other kinks onto her, making her swallow his spit and would joke about these sex acts on stage. Being wild and kinky was just who he was. Being a womanizer and risque was all part of being Russell. It was all just a joke. Yet the way he spoke about women, even on air, was gross at the best of times. Like when his co-presenter and him joked about how he exposed himself to women. Now, while we could say that this would never be allowed on air today, this was 2008 and Russell thought it was hilarious. No, exposing yourself to women has never been hilarious, but maybe he just knows something we don't as a comedian, right? I, I'm being facetious, please don't think I'm serious. But even after dating 16 year olds and allegedly grooming them, people didn't investigate Russell. If it was technically legal, then I guess it made it all okay. And he was left to his own predatory devices. Around this same time, Russell also focused his attention on a junior member of the Big Brother production team. She claims that she was the baby and wanted to make an impression on everyone. Rachel, her pseudonym, explains that she was assigned to be Russell's runner and he made her feel really special. It was known around the set that he liked her, and since Russell wasn't all that long out of rehab at the time, she'd often give Russell bad news when others didn't want to in order to soften the blow. Eventually, that dynamic changed. Russell exposed himself to her and insinuated she should suck him off. But him being the presenter, she didn't tell anyone. She didn't want to lose her job, so she said nothing.
1: It sounds slightly dramatic, but with hindsight and now as an older woman, I can say with clarity that, you know, I felt like I was groomed.
0: Given how many stories we've heard thus far, whether from past crew members or Russell himself, I don't think it sounds that dramatic at all, just unfortunately accurate. I understand that words like gaslighting and grooming can be overused and even misused, but it seems to me that this is exactly what he may have done. He used women, treated them as dispensable, and created a toxic environment around him. Soon, it seems Russell wasn't just straddling the line of consent, but jumping right on over it. And I I want you to come into the bedroom. I'm like, no, that's not happening. We're not doing that. And I tried to get away from him. I slipped away from the wall. I went to another wall that had a painting on it, a huge painting. My bag got actually stuck underneath that, and it's still on my arm. And at this point, he's grabbing at my... This documentary in plain sight is, it's very difficult to watch. Russell's own text confirms that he did something to Nadia admitting that he was selfish to her. Shortly after it happened, Nadia told him that what he did was wrong, saying that no means no and going to a clinic where she had a kit done. I don't wanna say that Russell admitted to raping her and that's not quite that plain, even if I wish it was, but he had enough self-awareness to recognize that he fucked up and pretty badly. And the fact that Nadia went to a clinic and told the same story to the clinic as she did on camera, well, I'm pretty inclined to believe her. Another woman, Phoebe, alleged that she had slept with Russell willingly in the past, but there was one occasion that had deeply traumatized her. And he grabbed me and got me on the bed. I was fully clothed and he was naked at this point and he held me down and he was just aggressively trying to, you know, fuck me. And I saw something come over his eyes, I swear oh, to God. I love like, you, black. please don't do his this. I don't no want to do this. Black. Like he, I think he had his hands down my trousers, but I was
1: fighting so hard and I was screaming so hard. And
0: Phoebe was able to leave before he raped her, but she will never forget that day, nor apparently have the ones that were there. Russell had a meeting happening about this time and in the driveway were some of his colleagues. They heard her screaming and did nothing. One even apologized to Phoebe for freezing up in later years and three people confirmed Phoebe's story with this documentary's journalists. Even publicly, his former girlfriend Jordan spoke out against Russell and said that he had sexually assaulted her out of anger before. Daniel Sloss, a comedian on a similar circuit as Russell, said that even he's scared to speak out, though he's heard the rumors and the whispers about Russell before. There are many stories from different people, he explained, and everyone just knew about it. And that's really the pathetic part, honestly, that people have allegedly known about this for years and said nothing. I mean, how pathetic is it that Channel 4 has allegedly enabled him and tried to work around the rumors, and yet they're also the ones that released this documentary, this very, very documentary. I mean, sure, I'm glad they investigated it eventually, but do they not find it just a little bit uh, weird and shitty that they also, you know, could have had all of this be avoided in the first place? But while Russell's treatment against women is deplorable, even just the garbage he said in public, his strange activism and wellness has also made him a controversial figure. Chances are, if someone has a terrible take, they're bound to have more. Russell Brand is no exception. He prank called a rape helpline during a stand-up, which I didn't know was a real thing he did, but um, I don't know why he thought that was okay. And do we really think this guy has more than one brain cell to work with here? Cause I'm starting to doubt it. But Russell decided to start sharing his bad takes with the world. A while back, he actually started posting to YouTube. His clips from 10 or so more years ago don't have a ton of views. They were typically from brand X episodes, but eventually he started building a real audience chatting about drug use, wellness, and conspiracies. On the surface, he honestly shared a few sound messages. Take this clip from about nine years ago. Do
1: you know that the last three presidents of the United States of America have all admitted to drug use? The British Prime Minister, David Cameron, he won't deny drug use. They've all taken drugs. Now, outcome come then, there's 300,000 Americans in prison simply for possession. I'll tell you why. It's because there's one rule for most people and another.
0: And honestly, yeah, talking about how the wealthy have a different set of rules than an average citizen is actually a good point some of his conspiracies seemed like harmless launch pads to talk about important issues too. Like asking if the Westboro Baptist Church is secretly gay or if we're wrong to be superstitious, but then asking if climate change is a lie, if Kim Kardashian is even a human. Well, he started to go down some weird rabbit holes. And no, I'm not taking his early content too seriously because I understand that it's not really meant to be taken that way, or at least I'm assuming and hoping it's not. I don't think asking where conspiracies come from and questioning our trust in the media is necessarily a bad thing. Hell, that's what some of my episodes look like, and it looks like some of it would be topics I would cover too. But Russell also wasn't exactly looking at multiple reputable sources either. He ranted, creating a small echo chamber and posted content so frequently that our girl Jillian Epperly, world champion ranter and creator of Jilly Juice, would probably be impressed. And yes, to my understanding, she's still posting hour to two hour long videos at least twice a week talking about how she's going to live forever because of the salty cabbage water situation. It seems like the more Russell posted, the more he seemed to think of himself as some kind of authority on the topic and the more serious governmental topics he started to cover it got to a point where now some of his most popular videos have been about COVID conspiracies and government cover-ups.
1: A new report seems to suggest that there's been an international cover-up around the origins of the coronavirus, that it did come from a lab, that people in American government and the WHO did know about it and chose to conceal it. Why would that be? And what are the implications of something this significant globally significant,
0: being concealed. And look, I get that news can sometimes come from the unlikeliest of sources. I don't have a degree in journalism, but I still make educational content. However, I do look to reputable news organizations for material that try to break things down in a way that we can all enjoy. Whereas Russell is making bold claims and twisting the language of his sources to fit a narrative that he's crafting. One example of this was when he's talking about COVID and one of the sources he uses is the Washington Post. One of their articles explains that the outbreak may have occurred in Wuhan earlier than we realized, and the Chinese government attempted to cover this up. I doubt any of you listening are surprised by this because well, the Chinese government isn't exactly known for being super honest and transparent. When Russell says that this makes people feel like they can't trust the government and they're being manipulated, that's also pretty valid. Like yeah, plenty of people don't have faith in politicians and I'm right there with you. But then to take that, and transform it into this like next couple levels of anti vaxery start stoking the community of conservatives who think vaccines are a way of government control? Well, now he's gone from a bit mistrustful and justifiably so to paranoid and misinformed. He was even one of those people saying Ivermectin is a treatment a while back, and some articles called him the new Joe Rogan. Personally, I don't think he's the new Joe Rogan, just another Joe Rogan type, if you will. His idea about being, you know, all about wellness also reminds me that wellness to alt-right pipeline that we've also talked about. It seems that Russell is traveling along that pipeline himself as we speak, and he has no signs of slowing down. His most recent video as of writing this is all about the war in the Middle East and how he is an unbiased voice talking about those who profit from war. Unfortunately, unbiased really doesn't mean qualified, and I'd argue that Russell is neither. Though Russell has had his YouTube channel for years now, the internet is quite a large place and people don't really start to pay attention until recently. When all the accusations came out about him assaulting women, everyone started to look at everything. The BBC released an article in late September stating that Russell built his platform on half-truths, saying that as the tone of his videos shifted, his following grew. Quote, the door to this new fan base might have creaked open when Brand first discussed The Great Reset a vague set of proposals from an influential think tank to rebuild the global economy after COVID. Parallel to this real report, a hazy theory that this represented proof of a plot to control the world's population and strip people of their freedoms emerged. Which, oh boy, that's a mouthful. And I am, I mean, like I've heard of this great reset conspiracy theory, but I've never really given it much thought because I didn't think it was that serious. But apparently this is a very big deal. Now, at first, Russell didn't even promote the great reset idea. He said he didn't believe in shady global cabals, but the mere mention of it got him tons of views and eventually Russell started releasing titles like The Great Reset is Happening and Not a Conspiracy. So does he still be- does he believe in it? Does he not? I don't know. Either way, he sure as hell was willing to feed the conspiracy community. YouTube itself saw this, saw the allegations and well, shocking, it actually took action. But according to the BBC quote Sarah, author and chief executive of social media analysis agency, CORQ, estimated Brand made about 2,000 to 4,000 pounds per YouTube video. He was probably making more revenue from YouTube than any other platform, she told BBC News. Everything existed to drive people towards his YouTube channel. So that probably was a significant revenue stream that has obviously now been paused. He still has ads, he's still a celebrity. So it's not as if he's broke now or something. It is a start, I suppose, because no one should make a dime off of content like this.
1: Is it possible that the Capitol Police were not informed of the potential threat because that threat was beneficial to the establishment? There's intel indicating that we they've done the surveillance the the and that served How'd their political purposes and so they let it happen and they prevented you from stopping it. If indeed the FBI had information that there was like. Cool. To be Everything you say is going to be subject to censorship in social media organizations that have been infiltrated by the FBI. Yeah, that's also cool. We're going to shoot you in the streets with robot dogs. Tucker spoke ah! to Devin Archer. He's Hunter Biden's business. There were occasions when Joe Biden would call in with clients present on a speakerphone. Is God real? Jordan Peterson says says yes. Richard Dawkins says no. This is what JP has said in a tweet. And just for the
0: record, if you're actively and unironically sourcing Tucker Tucker Carlson, I think you're off to a pretty bad start. But what else should we know about Russell Brand? How has he responded to all of these allegations? And as per usual, where do we go from here? Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the fallout, the aftermath and what might come right after the sponsor. It's getting cold outside, nights are getting darker faster. And overall, as we're inside more, you know what we're doing? We're on our phones a little bit more. So this holiday season, why not get in the spirit of gift giving by giving back to yourself? Give yourself the best gift of the season with Mint Mobile's best wireless deal of the year. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three month plan, you'll get another three months for free. That's six months of premium wireless service for the price of three. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home while saving tons on phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. I seriously can't think of a better gift than turning an overpriced wireless bill into just $15 a month with Mint Mobile. Because let's be real here for a minute. Inflation is crazy. Everything costs so much money. No one's getting paid enough money to do really anything. And with the holidays coming around and gift giving is a big part of that, you need to save money where you can so that you can get all your loved ones and friends, even just a little trinket or a little something for the holidays. So imagine how much money you could be saving to possibly put towards bills, gifts, whatever, by getting rid of an overpriced phone plan and switching to a phone plan that starts at just 15 bucks a month. And for real, especially right now when Mint Mobile is doing, again, best deal of the year buy three months, get three months for free. And what's really cool about Mint Mobile, aside from this amazing end of the year deal, is that by going online and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes those significant savings onto you, which is how these phone plans can be so amazing, so high quality, and yet doesn't break your bank account every month. All plans will come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. Or hey, if you need a new device for a limited time, you can get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan together. Switching to Mint Mobile and getting premium wireless service is amazing. And again, it starts at just 15 bucks a month. And right now, for a limited time, if you buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan, you'll get three more months for free by going to mintmobile.com/slash Casper. Again, that's Mintmobile.com slash Casper. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at Mintmobile.com/slash Casper.
1: I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well.
0: I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen from here, as this is also new, but I do wanna talk about the fallout. For one, Russell has denied the allegations, saying that he absolutely refutes them and was simply promiscuous but all the relationships were consensual.
1: ...about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question- I
0: truly don't know if Russell Brand did rape or assault anyone, but even if we look at his own words, in this memoirs where he says he was intransparent with people, it's kind of horrifying. Take this quote from his second book, for example. What kind of man was I? Treating women in this way? If this is what I'm telling you, can you imagine what's being left out? End quote. I mean, Russell, given how you spoke about women, none of these allegations are really surprising. If it was all an act, then it was a horrible misogynistic act. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that this was probably a smoke screen for worse things hiding underneath. Fans have also looked back at his previous public relationships, like his brief marriage to Katy Perry, and spotted quite a few red flags that look pretty damning in this context. Like at the time of their marriage from 2010 to 2012, Katy Perry was one of the biggest pop stars out there. She still is a huge name in the music industry, but this was one of her peak eras and Russell was extremely controlling of her. She said in a Vogue interview, at first when I met him, he wanted an equal. And I think a lot of times strong men do want an equal, but then they get that equal and they're like, I can't handle the equalness. He didn't like the atmosphere of me being the boss on tour. So that was really hurtful. Uh, and it was very controlling, which was upsetting. Let's just say I haven't heard from him since he texted me saying he was divorcing me December 31st, 2011. She said, does this mean that Russell is a violent predator? Again, not necessarily, but does this show a pattern of behavior where he wants to control women? Yeah, I'd say it does. Hell, at one point Katie said that she once blamed herself fought it ending, but she found the real truth that she can't disclose, but keeps in her safe for a rainy day. Katie, if the real reason is his abusive behavior toward women, then today is that rainy day and I hope she speaks out to support these women because as it stands right now, Russell still has mountains of followers of his own. Don't get me wrong. Many of the comments on his video denying the allegations do call him out on the evidence against him, but there are also a lot of comments saying that he's being silenced, especially on the video he released regarding being demonetized. Frankly, I think that's because of the audience Russell has cultivated. Based on his content, I'd hazard a guess that many of his followers are right-wing and extremely distrustful of the media, even reputable sources. If someone challenges anything they believe, like Russell, then it's a conspiracy. They're not looking at the whole picture here, at the years and years of misogynistic behavior and disturbing language. So what are we left with? What happens next? The investigation is ongoing. Russell's conspiracy side of the internet is siding with him and those of us that can put two and two together aren't so convinced he's just a promiscuous guy. But what do you think? Let me know in those comments down below.
1: Watch out, Russell. They're coming for you. You're getting too close to the truth. Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago there was a spate of articles. Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me, like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these.